0: We have Vacation Bible School, June 8th, 9th, and 10th. It will run each of those nights from 6 to 8, and we need volunteers. So if you are interested in volunteering for Vacation Bible School, uh, please talk to Miss Jane, and she will give you jobs. June 25th, we're going to have a car wash fundraiser, 10 a.m. in the home church parking lot. It's going to help raise money uh, for camp, Uh, the Nazarene Youth Convention or NYC and various other events we're doing. So we will be selling tacos, washing car, selling lemonade, (laughs) fruit, and much more. Uh, That much more is to be determined. Please show up on June 25th to find out. (laughs) There is a place for everybody to serve and help uh, in these events. Um, So please, if you are interested in helping with the event or if you just want to get your car washed, let us know. Um, And that way we can help. Uh, get kids and teens to some of these events. June 26th is our Joy Potluck, or sorry, not it is a potluck, sorry. (laughs) Just Older Youth Senior Citizen Group will be hosting its potluck after second service in the gym, so please bring a dish to share that is June 26th. Home Away From Home Retreat is July 8th, 9th, and 10th. We got some claps coming up. It is $280 per room. Adult meals are $72, and child meals are $55. There are day prices available. Uh, Signups and payments are handled online. So there was an email sent out with the link. Uh, If you need any help or if you have any questions, please contact the church office. Um, And the rooms are going fast, so we do ask that you sign up as soon as you can if you want to get uh, in on the room. Sunday, July 3rd, we will be combining our services into one celebratory service at 10 a.m. So, for everybody here, show up a little bit later. We're going to do one service because also Sunday, July 3rd, we will be celebrating the 4th of July with a church barbecue at 5 p.m. at Les Hicks Junior Park or Le Hick Junior Park. I don't know if he was French or not, to be fair. (laughs) It's... The same place we've been going the last few years. Please bring a side dish to share. Come join us for food, fellowship, and fun. Finally, July 18th to 21st, uh, there is the Home Church Kids Camp at Davis Creek Camp. (laughs) The kids are pumped. Uh, It's $200 per child, ages 6 to 12. The sign-up sheet uh, is at the kids' check-in counter and there is a $50 registration fee due at sign-up no later than July 11th. So if you were interested in that, $50 by July 11th, and then uh, the rest of the 200 will be due at a later time. At this time, we want to be thankful to everybody who has been faithful in their tithes and offerings, um, who has continued to give and allowed the church to uh, continue its mission for God through um, your generous donations. As we enter into our time of giving and our singing worship, I would like to invite Pastor Pepe up to uh, pray over the offering. Yeah, give Pastor Pepe a hand.
1: Good morning.
2: Good morning. Good morning, family. Thanks to God for this wonderful day. Gracias Señor por este maravilloso día Señor tú dijiste que debemos ser dadores alegres lo hacemos en este momento dando nuestras ofrendas dando lo que tú nos has dado para administrar todo es tuyo Señor todo es tuyo, solo estamos dando algo para que el, tu reino se expanda Señor sabemos que tú vas a multiplicar El, ese 10% se va a convertir en el 90% al expandirse tu reino Señor bendice estas ofrendas y sabemos que los dadores alegres lo hacen de corazón
3: en el nombre de Jesús, amén and the church said amen amen, let's all stand to our feet church we're going to sing that song trading my sorrows, who's ready to shake off those heavy bands amen, amen I'll say it this morning. Yes. worshiping him amen our God who can do all things our God who is forgiving who's merciful who's gracious who's all-knowing powerful majestic wonderful loving kind fill in the blank who can do all things amen when I heard one of the teenagers praying for um um Johnny Depp and um But what was was cool about it is they they were praying that he give his life to Christ so he can play music for Jesus. And then I thought about that. I said, man, that would be wonderful to have Johnny Depp as my worship leader. Can you imagine that? Amen. How do you know God can do all things? Amen? So maybe not Johnny Depp leading worship here, but may he lead somewhere else. Hallelujah. Who's ready to worship with us? Amen. Let's worship God this morning. Let's, Let's sing praises to his name. Santo, santo, santo again acapella holy holy sing it out church
4: lord we do adore you we can't even fathom your majesty but we want to let you know that we came to worship you today we came lord because you are worthy of our worship and our prayers and our love and so we willingly submit to you today asking that your holy spirit would fill this place Permeate this place and each and every heart. We love you, Lord, and we do want to lay down our sorrows in exchange for your love and your joy. May the joy of the Lord be ours today. Father, we pray that this day you would uh, place your Holy Spirit afresh and anew in our pastor. We pray that today. The word of the Lord would be heard in spirit the way it is given. We thank you, Lord, for being here. We love you, and we ask you to hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Remain standing, church. Thank you.
3: Let's sing out that chorus one more time. Holy, holy. Holy,
1: holy
3: This morning, church, do you adore him this morning? Adore. this one more time. Lord, I'd like to second what uh, Pastor Barb said, Lord. Just go before me. Thank you for this morning. May this word be an encouragement, a blessing over each and every person here this morning. Thank you for the privilege and the honor to be able to speak your word. Bless the service in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. So appreciate you. Amen. Thank you for your efforts. Hallelujah. Blessing. Amen. Well, good morning, church. It's so good to be um, here with you this morning. Um, We have a few things I want to say before we start. If you're joining with us online, I want to say welcome. My name is Pastor Carlos, and I'm so blessed to be here with you this morning. We have some anniversaries uh, that we don't want to pass up. Um, Let's see here. Jesse and Rachel Robinson today, amen. Uh, We have, oh, this one is coming up in a few days, or actually next week, Gerald and Anita Rowland. (laughs) David and Sandy Gidry. Yes, George and Judy Kitchen. Dan and Melody Anderson. Um. John and Layla Matthew, and last but not least, Bill and Elaine Rohr, amen, happy anniversary to you, everyone, so how is, how is our church doing today? Yeah, I'm so, I'm, I'm just, it's a, it's a blessing, as much as Cali- California was beautiful, um, last week as Matt and Amanda said they went and took the teens, um, we are lucky to have Matt and Amanda here with us this morning, um, Amen? I'm, I'm glad. And like he said, seven went, seven came back, and that's a good thing. Um, it's such a blessing, but as, as beautiful as California was, I got to say, I miss Nevada weather. Amen? Amen. So before I get started, I want to read you a story. Um, I heard about this pastor who was trying to figure out his calling and purpose in life, so he bought a horse. He trained it to respond to praise the Lord, meaning giddy up, and hallelujah, meaning woe. Every time he said praise the Lord, the horse would take off running. He would say hallelujah, and the horse would quickly stop. One day he was out riding, and the horse got scared and took off straight toward a cliff, going full blast in the panic. He couldn't remember what he taught his horse. He said, bless God. Glory! Amen! Abba, Father! Nothing worked. At the last second, he shouted, Hallelujah! The horse came to a screeching halt. Inches before the edge of the cliff, he breathed a sigh of relief and said, Praise the Lord. (laughs) The mystery of human existence lies not in just staying alive, but finding something to live for. Amen. I want to preach a, a sermon. We're going to be going into a series called Purpose. Somebody say purpose. purpose. Amen. Purpose. Some people um, in life don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Can somebody say amen? amen? And if you don't know what you're created to do, you're not only not helping yourself, but you're probably not helping people around you. So I want to talk about finding your purpose and how to find your purpose, how to fulfill your purpose. That's an important thing. It's important for people to understand why God created them. Um, you're not an accident. Um, you're not just an encounter between your mother, mother, and father. Somebody got that. Amen. Um, you're not a coincidence. God has a purpose for your life, and actually, God says before the foundations of the earth. God mapped out a plan for you, for your life, but it's sad when there's a lot of people who don't know why they're here, and so my assignment today is to help you by God's grace to find what that is, so I want to look at the life of Nehemiah. Somebody say Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Nehemiah Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer, so it's a, it's one of the guys in the Bible. Um, His name's Nehemiah, he had a job. He was the king's cup bearer. He had the assignment from drink, drinking from the king's cup, eating the king's food before the king ate and drank. And the reason he did that is because just in case the food or the drink was poisoned, um, the king would see him die first. I mean, you know, I'm not applying for that job. I'm just going to be honest. The, the, this was Nehemiah's, his, this was his vocation. This was his job. And there's a difference between your job and your purpose. And I know that's hard to understand, but there are times God has called us to do something that has nothing to do with your job. There are times you will not be even compensated for your purpose. Now, don't tell the board this, but I would still be the pastor of the church if you didn't pay me. Amen. Now, don't test me on that, please, because I, I love giving my full undivided attention to what, what we're doing, but even if um, not everybody's purpose is going to lead them uh, some would say my purpose is to play around the world with music and write songs, and but God is using me in that area in different ways. But not everyone's purpose is going to lead them to a compensated job. Matter of fact, if you have a job this morning, be blessed. Thank God you have a job. Keep your job. Amen? Thank God for your job. But Nehemiah is a cupbearer, and he had a purpose. His purpose was this. His purpose was... Um, the walls around his hometown in Jerusalem, it'd be like your, your hometown, your home, uh, where you're from, um, the walls around Jerusalem were, 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 were down, they, they were broken, they, everything was in, uh, it was in disarray, for, for many years nobody was able to rebuild them. So we're going to go to Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 15, turn there, Nehemiah chapter 6, I'll give you a sec to turn there please, Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 15. And we're going to kind of be bouncing around a little bit, so bear with me. Chapter 6, verse 15. If you were there, say amen. Amen, amen. okay. <clears throat> so the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days. And it happened when all our enemies heard of it. And all the nations around us saw these things that they were very disheartened in their own eyes. For they perceived that this work was done by God. So Nehemiah accomplished in 52 days what others could not do in years. We're talking years. When God gives you a purpose and an assignment, you're able to do something that no one else can do. Are you hearing me? And I'm just looking across this building right now. I'm looking at each and every one of you. Some of you are falling asleep right now, but that's okay. God will get you later. I'm looking, over, I'm look, I'm, I'm looking across right now. I'm thinking to myself, there are people here. God has given you an assignment. He's given you a purpose that no one else can do like you. And what's so crazy, there were even people that were kind of upset about this. But I like verse 16 right here. It says, For they perceived that this work was done by our God, which tells me when you get into your purpose and you're functioning in your purpose, you will do things and make things happen that will make people think and know only God could have made that happen. Only God could have done that. And that's an amazing thing. That's what God wants to do in your life. See, our God wants to get all the glory, He wants to get all the praise. Nehemiah discovered his purpose, and my assignment these next few weeks is to let you know how he did that, how he fulfilled that. So church, are you ready to come with me on this journey of purpose? So how did he know his purpose? My first point, number one, write this down. My first point, passion. Somebody say passion. Passion. He had a burden. He had a passion. You're going to know your purpose will always be centered around something that you have a passion for or a burden for. If you don't have a passion for it, if you don't have a burden for it, that's not your purpose. There are people who do a lot of things in life, and that's okay. They're filling in spots, and they're taking care of things, and that's good. But it's not their passion. It's not their burden. Your purpose in life... Will be identified with what you have a passion for. The reason why our church can go through a recession, I even believe a world war, and we could still have the same people in ministry paid or not, is because we have people in our church who have a passion to see the lost saved. Amen. We have people here and leaders here who have a passion to see the lost. Come to know God, to see children grow up in church, and to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Nehemiah was able to figure out his purpose because he had a passion about it. So I want to go to Nehemiah chapter 1 right here. We're going to be reading the latter part of verse 2. Chapter 1, verse 2. And it says, And I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who have survived the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the survivors who left from the captivity in the, in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. What he's saying right here, when he heard about the conditions, when he heard about the conditions of his hometown, when you hear about the conditions of something that you have a passion for, when he heard that the city was not being protected, he had a burden, he had a passion to do something about it, and that's where you discover your purpose. It's fueled by your passion. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17. We're going to go there. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17. It says, then I said to them, you see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. He has a burden it's, it's, gr- it's burning up inside of him. Now he's preaching to people and he's getting people to help him, join him to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. Church, your assignment from God will always be birthed from some passion or burden that you have. If you have no burden about it, it's not your, no passion, it's probably, it's, if it's not stressing you out, it's probably not your burden. If you feel like you have a burden about something, but you can lay it aside, you can, you can go home and not even think about it. Somebody has to call you to remind you. It's, not on the, it's probably not your burden. But when you have a purpose, when you have a passion, there's something Inside of you that causes it to say it won't go away. It keeps calling you. It keeps beckoning you. It keeps coming up on your mind. You keep thinking about it. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. It's constantly on your mind. You'll be at work thinking about it. It's, it's a passion. It's something that's always there. Nehemiah had a burden. He had a passion. This was his assignment to rebuild the walls his hometown. That was point number one. He had, a, he had a passion. When you have a burden, God gives you a passion about it. And it also overcomes your fears and anxieties. When I was driving to California, I saw some guys jumping out of airplanes. And I was thinking, man, I would love to do that, but I'm never going to do that. <laughs> you see, I don't have a passion. Yeah, thank you, brother. I don't, have a, I don't have a passion to jump out of airplanes. I'm just gonna be real with you. But some people have a passion to jump out of airplanes and discover the world and, and to do new things from new heights. And but there are also people who could say, I I could never come up on stage and speak to people or tell some, but because I have a passion to tell someone about Jesus, it overrides my fear and my anxiety. And I do it because I have a passion for the lost. Your passion will help you rise above whatever's trying to pull you down. Number two, the second way you can find your purpose, the second way right here, possibilities. Somebody say possibilities. Possibilities. What do I mean by this? Now, I'll be honest with you. I should have used the word opportunities. I was thinking about it, but it didn't start with a P. <laughs> and all my, my points are going to be with the letter P. So, um, we're, we're gonna, um, anyways. You know it's God's will because he opens up possibilities for you. He opens up doors of opportunity, and I really need you to get this right here. It's really important. Nehemiah chapter 2, he has a burden. He wants to go back and rebuild. So uh, chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artie, when wine was before him, then I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never been sad in his presence before. Oh my God, that's a sermon right there. I have never been sad in his presence before. Therefore the king said to me, why is your face sad? Since you are not sick. This is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid and said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad?" When the city, the place of my father's tombs lies waste and the gates are burned with fire. Then the king said to me, what do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven and said to the king, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Then the king said to me. By the way, the queen was also sitting beside him. How long will your journey be? And when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me. And I sent sent him a time. Wow. There's so many people in life, they've told me, I cannot, I can't do my purpose until or unless, and it shows me right here that God can use Nehemiah, Give him a purpose, and he can also execute that purpose even while he has a vocation. God opened up a door of opportunity to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and God gave the king. Um, God told the I believe God spoke to the king, and not only did the king um, pay his way, but also told Nehemiah, when you come back, your job is going to be here waiting for you. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing if you told your boss, hey, I have a passion for this. I need to go do this. And your boss says, you know what? Um, yeah, that's fine. Why don't you go ahead and do that? I'll help you. And when you come back, your job will be right here waiting for you. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing? How many know our God can do anything? Amen. That's a beautiful thing. But what I want us to see is God open up a door of opportunity for him. So it's not only, impor- it's not only important to know the purpose, but to get into the purpose at the right time. You see, Nehemiah, if he would have not done it in God's time, if he would have done it like I've done, out of emotion, quit his job, I need to quit, I can't do that, you know, and next thing you know, he wouldn't have had the king's favor. But because he did it in God's time, how I mean, you know God's timing is the best time? Amen. Timing is everything. The problem is sometimes people aren't willing to be patient and wait. For God to open up the opportunity, and we try to open up the possibilities ourselves, Amen. I, I'll be the first one to admit. We try to open up the ourselves, and the last thing I want to do is be in a place or position where where I or we created it ourselves. Because when we do that, and we open the door ourselves, any man can close it. But you see, when God opens the door, no man, no person can close the door. You want to be in a place where God opens the door, where God makes the possibility a reality, where God gives the opportunity. But I don't want to go there. I don't want to be there unless it's God's time. Unless God does it. And I say that because, again, I've rushed into things. Because sometimes we feel unappreciated. Sometimes it feels like we've been passed by. Sometimes it feels like no one sees what we're going through. No one cares. This morning, this is for someone who's frustrated. You're upset. You want to get to some place, and you haven't gotten there yet. And you feel like just, it's easier just to. But there's this thing inside. You know God has given you a purpose. There's something in there, and it's causing you to, and that's a good thing. You want to figure out your purpose, ask yourself, what's my passion? What's my passion? The Church of the Nazarene, Home Church of the Nazarene, Sparks First Church of the Nazarene, from day one, the mission since the beginning has been to respond to the Great Commission. Can somebody say amen? To go and make disciples of all nations. Matthew 28, 19. Church, I believe whatever your passion is, whatever that is, if it's knitting, if it's sewing, if it's helping people, if it, whatever your passion is, if you give it to God. He could turn that and he can use it for his kingdom. whatever that is. I close with one last quote. When you were born, you cried and the world rejoiced. Live your life with purpose so that when you die, the world cries and you will rejoice. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads, church, this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. We have um, in a moment we're going to be having something very special for you, but before we go there, I want to invite anyone here this morning who is not right with Jesus, who is maybe in their heart backslidden, who who's here this morning, and you uh, you maybe you're upset at God, you're you're upset at someone, maybe life is just is not going the way. Um, maybe you're watching with us online and today is June 5th but maybe it's June 27th, 28th you're watching, a, you're watching a completely different day no matter where you're at in the world Jesus is here to let you know there is still time it's, it's not too late to accept him as your Lord and Savior um, I have two calls this morning one, there are people here You have a purpose. God has given you an assignment, and you are not fulfilling that. And my my word to you is is to adhere the word of the Lord and to say, God, use me. God, I'm available. But what is that? What is my purpose? What is your passion? What do you have a passion about? And we'll get there in a minute. But if, you, but if you're here this morning, and you say, Pastor, I'm not right with Jesus. He's not living in my life. He's not in my heart. We're going to pray together as a church. But, but you, you, as you're in your pew, you're sitting down, you say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to signify, I want to tell God right now that I am not right with him. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. No one's looking around. It's between you and God. Say, Pastor, pray for me. You just raise your hand. God sees a hand. Anybody else? Honest heart. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. God sees His hand. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.
1: Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty.
3: Maybe this morning God has spoken to you. Maybe you're. Um, maybe you 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 know you're not fulfilling your purpose maybe this morning we, maybe we're pulling a Jonah maybe we're on a different boat headed a different direction and this morning by God's grace he's calling he's beckoning you to get out of that boat and I'm praying we don't have to you know I thank God we don't have to deal with a well but there's spiritual wells in our life and we definitely don't want that and so I'm urging you I'm, I'm, I'm telling you Live your purpose. Live your purpose. That's you this morning. God spoke to you, and you want to signify that, and you say, you know what? There are some other things in my life I really need to dig down deep. What is my passion? Maybe God spoke to you this morning. You want to signify that, and I'm going to put a mental picture in my head to pray for people. No one's looking around. It's between you and God. Just raise your hand. God sees that hand. God spoke to you this morning. Raise your hand. Amen. God sees that hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, we're going to pray the sinner's prayer this morning. We're going to ask God to forgive us of our sins, to come into our heart, our life. Um, You raised your hand. I urge you to pray this prayer. If you didn't raise your hand, pray it with your brothers and sisters in this place. But we're going to stand as we do that right now. Let's all stand to our feet. If you're sitting, standing next to somebody, I I encourage you to maybe, maybe hold their hand. Amen. We're going to pray this prayer together as a family. Asking God to come into this place. Repeat with me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I am sorry for what I've done. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I believe you died on the cross for me. And I believe you rose on the third day. And you're coming back again. I pray I and my family, those who follow me, those who I love, will also serve you. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hallelujah. We remain standing in church. We're going to sing out that chorus. Amen. Well, I said this morning, or I said in a little, uh, little bit ago, I had something special for you, and we do. Um, we had a, a, a lot of requests from uh, people asking if they could hear Carlos preach, and so we have some time this morning, and we did that on purpose. Um, who would like to hear Carlos preach this morning? <laughs> Amen. 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 You may be seated. Before Carlos comes up, I just want to give a, a quick shout out to everyone who um, couldn't make it this morning. Um, people who constantly, every month, giving of your finances, um, you have no idea how much we as a church appreciate that, your faithfulness, your, your love, your, your, um, you're here, um, even though you're not here, you're here in spirit with us, and so we want to thank you. And I just also want to say uh, thank you to all the volunteers. Um, as we're heading into summer, we got a packed out summer, it's busy. And I want you to know, I so appreciate everything you're doing and everything that's been going on. Um, And there's a lot of people who haven't seen those rooms and seen what's been happening. And so what we're going to be doing in a few weeks, um, we're going to be not only doing a barbecue uh, Sunday night. I'm not sure the date, but I'm guessing a few weeks from now, a barbecue. Anyone's welcome to come. And we're going to be giving God praise because we're pretty much done with our remodel. And everyone who has been a part of that, everyone who has been a part of that, um, I would encourage you to be here, and um, if you haven't done anything, you are a part of our family, and we want you to come and see what's been happening in our children's department and our other rooms, and and, uh, just kind of go through the church, pray, give God thanks, and have a barbecue, amen? Amen. Amen. So again, I want to say thank you to our volunteers. So without further ado, um, let's give it up to Carlos. Amen.
5: All right. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. So my name is Carlos, and um, I'm just going to be sharing with you the sermon that I preached at Elevate And before I start, I just want to say it is an honor and a privilege just to be standing on here. I never thought I would ever do this. But um, I'm really excited. But um, my sermon, I've entitled it, is called um, Why Him? And Genesis 22-2 will be our verse. But before before I read, I'm going to be talking about a few people in the Bible. But um, first, let's pray. Dear God, I just want to thank you, Lord, for this day. I want to thank you for this church and everybody in here, and Lord, I just want to thank you for this message that you have given me, and I ask that you'd come before me, and in Jesus name I pray, amen. All right, so first off, we all know the story of Adam and Eve, and if not, that's okay, but the story is God created Adam out of the ground and breathed life into him and created Eve from Adam. They lived in the Garden of Eden. And God said that they could eat from any tree in the garden, but that there was one tree that they shall not eat from, and that was the tree of life. Then Satan came to Eve in the form of a snake and asked her, did God really say that? He just doesn't want you to become as powerful as him. And what did Eve do? She ate the fruit and shared it with her husband. God knew what they had done and punished them, saying they had to go work and grow their own food. But before they left, God made a tunic of skin and clothed them. Now let's go to the story of Noah. God saw that this world was full of sin and had to flood the earth. But God chose Noah and his family to live because they served God. And how many of you know that there is a difference from knowing God and serving him? So God told Noah and his family to build an ark. They obeyed God, and when the flood came, they survived. Then after the flood... They went on land and Noah planted a vineyard. Then Noah got drunk and was naked in his tent. One of his sons, Ham, came to the tent and saw his nakedness. He told his brothers, Shem and Japheth, and they covered his nakedness with a blanket. And yet, God was still able to use Noah. Now let's go to the New Testament. In the New Testament, there was a man named Simon, later named Peter, who was one of Jesus' disciples. And during the time when Jesus was soon going to be taken away and killed, Jesus told Peter that he would deny him three times. And Peter said, no way. And guess what? Jesus was right, which isn't so surprising, but Peter denied Jesus three times. And yet he still received the Holy Spirit, he healed people, and was so righteous of a man that people hoped his shadow would touch them so that they would be healed. There was also a disciple named Judas that betrayed Jesus. And when I say betray, I mean literally tell the location to the chief priests and elders so they could take Jesus away to be crucified. And what for? 30 pieces of silver. Jesus knew what was going to happen to him. He knew that Judas was going to betray him. And yet, Jesus spoke to him, ate with him, taught him, and even loved him. Let's read our scripture. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. God is talking to Abraham, and in this verse it says, Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I shall tell you. And in Genesis chapter 22, verse 10 through 12, it says, Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. God and Abraham have a lot in common, and it's not just because they're both really old, <laughs> but because in John 316 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him Should not perish, but have everlasting life. So let me break this down. God tells Abraham to sacrifice his son that God promised him. The son that Abraham has been wanting, waiting patiently for. The thing that he most cherishes, God wants him to sacrifice his child. That right there is intense, but it gets even more crazy. Abraham was one second away from sacrificing his son to God, and God said to not lay hand on him. So Abraham, who is human, who is a sinner, who slept with another woman, whose ancestors got created out of dirt, got to keep his son. But why is it that God, who created the whole universe, who was here before time, and who will be here in the end forever and ever, had to sacrifice his only son? Why him? Because he loves me and you that much. And I deserve death. But Jesus said, I have the key, Satan. And Carlos is mine now. Jesus paid my debt and took my sins away and can do the same for you. And God loves us so much that he clothed us and covered our guilt like Adam and Eve. Put a blanket over our shame like Noah's sons did for their father, and gave the Holy Spirit, discipled and loved, like he did for Peter and Judas. But it is so sad when people would rather eat the fruit that God told them not to, the fruit of disobedience, the fruit of disrespect to parents and teachers, watching movies that aren't pleasing to God, listening to music that is ungodly. So I encourage you not to listen to the serpents in your life, But to ask God into your hearts, accept him into your life, ask him to forgive you of your sins, and give him thanks for all the love he has shown you and me, even as a sinner. And give him the praise and glory that he deserves. So if people ask you, why him? Just say, that's why. Him. As I close... Psalms chapter 9, verses 1 through 2. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Thank you.
3: amen (laughs) only 14 um i think i got a few years left i'm gonna retire here pretty soon and he's gonna be taking my spot so amen amen let's all stand church if i got my brother agapito come down and dismiss us this morning amen thank you so very much carlos for that amazing word um we, are, we, when I say as the church, we are so proud of you. Yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you again to everyone. We'll um, send on an email um, about the uh, barbecue and the showing of the remodel and just giving God praise and thanks. It's going to be early enough where all of us can come and be able to leave while there's still daylight. So... Be blessed this morning. Thank you so very much. We love you. Pastor Agapito, please say your prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this marvelous morning, Lord, that you are joining us, showing your love for us, giving us a purpose in our life to put this fire in our hearts, Lord, that we know that you have a desire that you're putting your, in our lives, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for the preaching, marvelous preaching of Pastor Carlos, Lord, and bless everybody here. Bless all of us. Bendiciones a todos, Señor, por tu maravilloso mensaje. Que tengamos un propósito en nuestras vidas y podamos cumplirlo, Señor. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Praise God and thank you, everybody. May God bless you. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen.